All right, this is The Yay. I'm Reg Clay. And Norman G. This is The Yay, where we talk about life in the theater and the theater of life. Yay! <laughs> As always, we are sponsored by Central Works, a new play theater headed up by Gary Graves and Jans Leifler. Central Works, reinventing theater one play at a time. As always, we want to thank Central Works for sponsoring us and our uh, consulting producer, Mallory Samara, who we will have next week. Yeah. With Gary Graves. With Gary, you said, yeah. And uh, we have a fantastic guest, Reg Wilkins. How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm all right, man. How y'all doing? Welcome doing good. <laughs> Always have that great smile on your face, and you are, I call you a veteran actor, although uh, your career began seven years ago, but you've been doing commercials, you've been doing you know, plays, uh, you've been working a lot with uh, the lower and bottom players. Correct. And uh, I stage manage you, uh, you were Old Joe. For radio golf, yes, and uh, that was a great experience. How, how you doing? How you doing? I'm doing all right. I, I like to say I'm fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Right on, and uh, we're so so glad to have you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. It's an honor. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no it's, it's fantastic. Uh, you and I, I mean, not only stage manage you, but, you, but I notice every time we're back on stage, I'll do you trivia as far as, you know, the old soul jams. Oh. <laughs> I'll sing, there's no house without a home, and there's, man, no Adams, man. there's no me without you. That's right, there's no me without you. Yeah, we always do that, so that's really, really cool. It helps that you could sing, too. So <laughs> hey, thank you, Dad. Got those jeans. <laughs> Norman, how was your week? Speaking of singing, you were at the alley last night. I loving having time when I can do that. I, I can squeeze it in. So yeah, I, I went by and got to sing a bunch. So that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, the holidays kind of sneaking up on me. So I'm like, oh, it's happening soon, and that means the end of the year is soon. And yeah, but you don't have to do any shopping <clears throat> or anything, like do you? No. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I've never big a bit, been a big Christmas person, mm-hmm. and then I married a Jewish woman, and that just sort of went out of my house and my, <laughs> right. my life. So, yeah. you know, we, we did a late uh, Hanukkah dinner because we couldn't do it during Hanukkah. Yeah. So we did that this week. And other than that, no, it's just been just trying, trying to catch up on stuff. I will be performing on Christmas, so that'll be weird. Playground? Playground New York. Ah, um, they're going to do it streaming. all online. Okay, and um, they <clears throat> were having trouble getting actors to commit for Christmas Day. Hmm. So, um, so two actors from here are yeah. going to do it. I was going to ask you, how did it go? Because I know you had a COVID scare. So, Luell, was it Luell who went on stage? Luell went on. Luell got off book on on something. Nobody expected him to get off book, <laughs> wow. but in like two days, he got off book. It's just a ten-minute play, but still, uh-huh. still he got off book, and Man. he was fantastic. It was, it went really wonderfully. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still not a fan of the Hitchcock Christmas concept. It doesn't yeah. work for me. Well, I don't know. People like little strangers in the holiday season. It can't always be, you know. People, uh... <laughs> people responded. We got some good audiences. It <laughs> all, all right. worked out great. Yeah, um, and yeah. So I've just been. We went Baldwin, and then. Um, Monday Night Playground, mm-hmm. and then um, this holiday, a uh, Hitchcock holiday, mm-hmm. and then wham, immediately into Monday Night Playground December. Yeah, and now and then you you're rehearsing for your. I haven't started rehearsals yet. Don't, and that's the thing. Coming around the turn, I will start rehearsals at the end of January. We were going to go up uh, the first week of February. Mm-hmm. Start rehearsals first week of February, and mm-hmm. now they've asked us if we'll come in like ten days early. Mm-hmm. Do a read, mm-hmm. so it's going to be a meet and a greet and a read, mm-hmm. 
And then the playwright gets 10 days to futz with the script. And I'm like, huh. Okay. And, w- and what's the play again? I, I it's called Big Data. Yeah, that that's right. And we I should about learn that. the uh, the playwright's <clears throat> name because um, it's you know you different trends seem to hit. Like yeah. in the movies, suddenly everybody's doing this or they're doing that. Whatever. Everyone's talking about AI. It, that's big AI. right now. Yeah. There is not so much AI, but just the way that computers are in in our lives. That's yeah. Big data. Um, so yeah. And yeah. it's funny because it doesn't spend a lot of time directly with that. Mostly you're just getting relationships and family, but mm-hmm. you keep finding yourself going, what is this? What's going on? Yeah. Now, so Reg, I know that fun. you're retired, so yeah. here's, but here's a question for you. Do you worry? Because a lot of young folks are worried. Oh, my God, is AI going to take my job away? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of jobs out there. If you really look at that, AI cannot do it. AI can only do what a human programs it to do. Right. Right. Uh, some of these people need to use their real intelligence instead of their artificial batch, you know. It's like Yeah, we're getting a little too dependent upon, you know, computers. I mean, you know, I remember in school they were like, Hey, no calculators, forget about that. Right. <laughs> or no Excel spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. And now people are using chat GPT to write my term paper and, you know, things like that. So And they're the one missing out. Yeah, exactly. And extremely missing out. Because uh, I can remember we had, I can remember my, my big brother and I used to use slide rules and geometry and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, and like you say, no, we couldn't, we could have a calculator, we just couldn't use it. Right. You know? <laughs> right. So, right, exactly. So. Uh, and now I just, like last year I was teaching math and uh, I understand it was a, a brain drain, uh, a, a, a lack, a loss of knowledge from the COVID years and everything like mm-hmm. that. But. They kept telling me to send the kids to the computer these math games instead of math lessons, actually. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. you got to write these numbers down. Some of these numbers, you got to I'm running across sixth graders who don't have their multiplication tables down. Oh, right. oh that and ain't so, right. So that yeah. means to me that what you're teaching ain't, <laughs> yeah. ain't working. Right, right. right. You know, and Lord Hill would tell you, it ain't working. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, right. You know, so. So, yeah, I do. Yeah. Like I said, the more dependent we are. And what happens when the power cuts off or you don't have your computer, you know, you're going to have mm-hmm. to fend for yourself. So uh, you got to look. It's probably some maniac somewhere in the world right now trying to figure out how to blow up the Internet. <laughs> right. Once and for all. Oh, you know, they are. You know, it's like- Another Ted Kaczynski. Remember that guy, that dude? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, there have been some um, current events. I try to mix some. Um, Rappers for Trump. This is the thing that I'm that confused that there are. Have you heard about this? I think like Little Wayne. Last time I didn't realize Kanye. Yeah, Kanye. Or I'm sorry, Yay. Now, <laughs> right, Yay. But it's it's a it's and when I read about like why getting paid, come on. Well, How, getting paid else? or he's countercultural. He'll say things that no people, no one, no one else will say. That's true. As if that's a, an asset, and I'm like, well, yeah, but you know <laughs> that. I don't know. It's a little crazy. Uh, Reg, do you, do you have any thoughts about that? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, it, it quite doesn't make sense to me. Uh, why, when this man has exhibited all of these bad traits, mm-hmm. and, you know, not just racism, but, I mean, just multiple iniquities all across the board, but, you mm-hmm. know, people still want to roll with it. I mean, you know, when somebody shows you who they are. Yeah, right? Exactly. You, you have to believe him. And yeah, that's that uh, Maya Angelou quote. Right? He's mm-hmm. showing us that he's a thief, that he's a liar, that he's a racist. Mm-hmm. But he's still got people that, you know, long as it's like they're willing to take a 
you know, a depleted level of existence as long as we're down, as long as we're below them. Yeah. Right, right. You know, they will take, you know, a lower level of living, you know, as long as, as, long as these other people don't come up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we and do. He represents that. I mean, in America, I've been thinking about this. We do have this love for the anti-hero. Like you hear about, um, you know, when Scarface came out. Tony Montana, yeah, he's right, bad, right, but right. he's really, really cool. Don't do this real cool thing. So, and it's almost like a cowboy mentality. I, I mentioned um, Bonnie and Clyde, and my wife. We had a couple of fights about <laughs> it. It's like, what are you talking about? No, I said, I'm just wondering why, like, with all the retail theft that's happening now. I'm yeah, like, I'm yeah. wondering how come nobody has spun that as a little guy taking on the man story. Mm-hmm. And I said that because that's what was done with Bonnie and Clyde. But when yeah. you look at them, they were they were crooks. They were robbers. That's what they were. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just weird. It is weird what and, people and, will glom <clears throat> on to. And it's an, it's sort of an American thing. I mean, Reg, you and I were talking off mic about Southern blacks, Northern blacks, Eastern blacks, Western blacks. I grew up in the church. I grew up. Hey, every cent that's in your pocket needs to be earned. You know, mm. you may own a nickel. You know, somebody have, may have a hundred dollars stealing. But that nickel, if you earned it, that, you know, you have some respect. I mean, you can mm-hmm. look at yourself with pride. You don't have to. And I was grew up with that. So, yeah, the organized retail theft or, you know, praising Trump because, you know, he said something wild and off base and you don't even think about, you know, how he's taking, you know, your rights away from you. You know, and right. the fact that Trump could not even care less for you. Right. <laughs> they got to know that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, know. think about the, uh, you know, Giuliani and, you know, who who was carrying water for Trump, you know, had no problem throwing two black women under the bus. And now... And still doing it. Yeah. And right. now he's filed for bankruptcy. New case. They, yeah. they got a new case against him. They have a new case against him. And he's filed for bankruptcy so that he won't pay the $148 million. The bankruptcy does not free him from that. Right. I love it. Well, he's trying. He's he's totally trying. And he was the main one talking about, oh, we got proof. It we got proof, It not take you that long to show him. You got proof, you rush it out there. Especially yeah. when you're in court, when you're in trial... And these are, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going to testify and I'm going to I've got proof and I'm yeah. going to bring it and then suddenly oh I can't make it it's like a game it's like poker it's like a game of poker it's like hey I've got the winning hand I've got mm-hmm. the winning hand it's like okay I'm going to call you bet right it's, well I hope they call <laughs> right exactly I hope they keep calling uh, some bad uh, so I squeezed some things so there's mm-hmm. a guy named Glenn Simmons who is uh, in 1974 he was found guilty of uh, killing two individuals. It was sort of a botched bank ro- uh, botched robbery, um, but he um, he was released this uh, today. Uh, he was released this month um, because they found out he did not commit the murder at all. Oh. And so he is the he has spent more time in prison for a murder for a murder he didn't commit than anyone else. Than anyone in the history of the United States. Yeah. Oh wow. And then no, they I gave him some this. paltry amount to go get his yes. life started. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what's going on in Oklahoma. I mean, that's just really, really hard. I, don't know I hope what's going that he's on in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yeah. He there has to be a civil lawsuit where he can get you know compensation because I mean that's fifty that's nearly fifty years. I mean that's, that's half of his life. Yeah. So. Wow. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that he's out. And, you know, every time I see these guys who get out because of the Innocence Project, you know, they're uh, exonerated. They always have a smile on their face and they're like, thank God, you know, whatever. I'd be upset. I'd be very upset. Very upset. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they have to be. Yeah. So it's. I mean, yeah, I'm happy to be out of, you know, the bowels of hell, but mm-hmm. I'm. You know, I want some revenge. I want some reparations <laughs> and some revenge. You right, know, it's right, like. right, exactly. 
So, uh, and on a f- more fun, fun note, uh, so NASA, so there's a, um, there's a spacecraft called the Psyche, P-S-Y-C-H-E, and it's traveling, uh, it's supposed to hit the, there's a um, asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. Oh. So it's, uh, it's there. Right. And so NASA, they're experimenting on streaming videos to see just how quick the connection will be. Right. And what did they stream? Tabby the cat. Yes. I <laughs> so it. I just ima- I told myself, so if aliens pick up this message, you know, they're going to see what are human beings all about. We're streaming cats, mm-hmm. <laughs> chasing a laser around. Oh. <laughs> and it's probably so much in that asteroid belt because they say that there used to be a planet. Yeah, right. that's yes. right. You know, I've heard that theory. That, that yeah. broken up and now they're, they're asteroids, yeah. yeah. All right, so I mean... That's where everything comes from the stars. So right. Mm-hmm. It's probably gold there. It's iron ore. It's all type of stuff in that asteroid belt. Hey, yeah. there may be. The, yeah, yeah. Because uh, from what I yeah, hear. Yeah, more than going to Mars. That's what I'm I'm thinking. Y'all go see what you can get out the asteroid belt. Because <laughs> it doesn't sound like right now you found much on Mars. Right. <laughs> or if they did, they really trying to keep it to themselves. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Reg, are you worried about the 2024? Because when we go into next year, it's going to be an election year. And, you know, the polls are not, I mean, I know in the Colorado, you know, they've tried to take Trump off the ballot. I don't think that's going to stick. I think the Supreme Court is going to reverse the decision. They're going to find some way to get around it. Um, But are you worried that, you know, that Trump will see him back again in 2024? I am worried that he's he's there. But if he is, that's just going to give me more resolve to do better, to do more. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be fair. Democracy hasn't always been completely upfront with us. Yeah. Right. So if um, if he was to destroy democracy, which there's a good outside chance that he will, mm-hmm. what would rise up would be chaos. But there may be something. Bad. I mean, every great civilization has a shelf life. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know. So. This might be ours, you know, and then from the ashes, uh, we'll be like a phoenix. Something else will rise up and it'll put everybody on a even playing field. Yeah. I mean, not that I'm going to give Trump any credit, but I've never seen so many people fight for democracy as so much as now, you know, since 2016 up to now, where people are really having discussions about democracy. Well, they're, and, fighting, they're, they're yeah. fighting about something. I don't know. I, I get into it online with people pretty regularly. And yeah, you got to get stop these uh, Twitter. I don't know if you do still do Twitter slash X. I do do Twitter. It's it's fascinating, and because I'm not going to fight. Uh, that's you know. Now, some people who you just can't you know what have a discussion with. Yeah. And Sterling for Radio Golf. When you argue with somebody, the best thing you can do is stop arguing. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. From the old August Wilson. From the old August Wilson. Yeah. But I find what happens is mostly they back off because I'm like, I'm I'm not going to name call. I'm not going. I, I, what are the facts? Right. Uh, tell me something that I don't know. Ooh, I didn't know that. Or oh wow, I see what you're talking about, but you know that's this is what that really is, and right. they just. They either we either come to some agreement or, mm-hmm. and I love the let's agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. We don't, but there's no reason for us. I don't know you. Why are we gonna fight? I, yeah, it's crazy. I was watching the Young Turks. The Young Turks is a online oh. um, 
uh, news oh, organization. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. They're very, very, uh, what is it, libertarian. You know, mm-hmm. they, they have problems with the Democrats and the Republicans. But it was interesting because usually they get along together. And this just shows how hard it is mm-hmm. to have a discussion. So they were discussing there's a black woman who is the president of Harvard University. And Harvard, they're protesting, their students who are protesting the Israeli Gaza right. uh, situation, basically saying the Israelis are being too heavy handed. Right. And, you know, there are lots of killings and things going on. And so there's this Republican congressman who's trying to get her thrown out, basically going back to her credentials and did right. you, going you know, through a plagiarism, yeah. Plagiarism and all that sort of stuff. So the two anchors of the Young Turks are like, well, we shouldn't even be having the argument. And the other anchor is like, well, wait a minute. You know, there's an allegation. Let's at least vet it out to see if she, you know, did or didn't. But it's not a valid allegation. Exactly. But the two of them are just going at it and at it and at it. And it's like, wow, we can't even have a decent conversation. We can't even agree to disagree. Well, our media, I mean, this is as they all got rid of their their fact checkers and their editors. And all things that would have made sure that they were trying. Yeah. They got rid of all that, so they rush to get anything up that they can, and then when it's wrong, they're like, oh, uh, then they start researching, then they start trying to justify it. Like, so the guy who put that thing out about um, uh, the president gay, um, the Harvard president, um, the guy who put that out intentionally knew that he was doing it in a way that was provocative that the media would pick up, and that's exactly what's happened. Yeah. It's very much Breitbart. I mean, although Breitbart's yeah. dead, but, you know, the people are doing that same right-wing thing. Yeah. You know, let's just attack people just to win our little brownie points. Right. Regardless of, you know, the fact that it's just, it's preventing people from having discussions. It's intentionally preventing people from having discussions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, or, yeah. Or, and with that, let's have an origin story. Reg Wilkins. Were you born and raised here in the Bay? No, I'm from uh, right outside of Houston. All right. Miles outside of Houston. Country boy. Yeah, all right. And you have siblings, uh, siblings? Yeah. I'm the youngest of seven. Wow. <laughs> and like, I got three, old, I had three older sisters, and having three sisters is like having four mamas. Yeah. Right? Everybody telling you what to do. Man. <laughs> but did they baby you? I mean, were you the baby of the, I mean, People were you pampered? That, but I didn't see it. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Now, were you, I mean, were you involved in, I don't know, theater or doing little things for the church or whatever? I mean, did you have arts as part of your Right. Thing? I was a, well, my first, uh, I used to be, I did a lot of painting. I still do mm, nice. a lot of paint zone commission. Mm-hmm. I do wood sculptures and stuff mm-hmm. like that. All right. But uh, when you said you was raised in the church, man, I know exactly what you mean because, like, my father was Baptist. My mother was Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I went to two churches on Sunday. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh poor you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you know, and black people, they can go to church. You can stay there. You can all day, conceivably yeah. be there all day. You yeah. Know, stomach that turned inward on you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember having cousins who, y'all got to come to church. We're like, wow. they got food. They had hot dogs. <laughs> We were like, we're yeah. there. We're there. Mama, can we go? Can we go to church? Yeah. <laughs> I, I had aunts who were like, well, you know, you got to do the church choir, and then there's the, you know, the deacons things going on, and then we'll have a fundraiser for this, and mm-hmm. you got to do that. And all, Young and people like, willing oh. worker, Bible study, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And to be honest, I'm very, very, very thankful for that. Um, yeah. You know, I have no right from wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thankful for that. But, uh, 
it was what was expected of us, mm-hmm. and we did what was expected of us back then. What I'm sixty four, almost sixty five. Back mm-hmm. then, in the sixties and seventies, you didn't, you know, question your parents. Say so, right. okay, just. That's, That's right. What you do right. You went on and did it. You went yeah. on and did it. Yeah. You might talk about it behind their back, under your breath, but you're still going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and I were talking about the civil rights movement. So when you were growing up, right around that time, the '60s, uh, you must have seen an awful lot. Right, because we used to huddle around like we didn't have 48 states. We had right. four stations. Yeah, so exactly. CBS was the only one that would actually show you how it actually was. Mm-hmm. But ABC okay, and right? NBC, they kind yeah. of glossed over. CBS showed you the water can, you know, the water hoses and yeah. the dogs attacking people. And the dogs, people. right. Yeah. Stuff yeah. Like it showed, you know, the protesters getting beat up. And that was, and PBS also showed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that was, we would gather around the TV during all those times. And uh, I don't know if you remember the old soul singer, Joe Tex. Yeah. Yeah, he was from our hometown, man. And, you know, he was really into civil rights. And he finally matriculated on into... Islam, man. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I was kind of into that with him a little bit too. But uh-huh. uh, we, I come from a very self-sufficient community. Uh, we had our own school. We had our own water supply, which is very, mm. very, very mm. important. We had our own stores, restaurants, yeah. and stuff. And so you didn't have to deal with the racism. Mm-mm, no, we are. Uh, uh, it's just from that part of town. Like my great grandfather founded a town that's still in existence. Oh, today. nice! Wow. Barrett Station, Texas. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, my mother was into the civil rights uh, stuff like that. My uncles and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. we in Texas, you stand up for your rights. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. Texans do believe yeah. in that. But it's, it's amazing how polarized. I mean, I was born in Texas, although I have no memory of it. My dad was stationed in Fort Sam Houston. Oh, okay. But he would tell me all sorts of stories of, you know, like if you'd ventured to the wrong side of town or well, around the county. Oh, yeah. Right. Was that the Green Book? A Green Book. The Green Book. Yeah. But it was Sunday a lot of them places that they lived. We didn't have to go to where the, you ain't got nothing for us to come over there for. Right. We got more in our neighborhood than you got. Right. Like, yeah. We had our own schools. I mean, it, our school and our neighborhood was so good that when they integrated, they sent the white folk to us. Mm. It's like, there you go. Nice. <laughs> hey, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so how, uh, when when did you come to the Bay? 89. Okay. Mm. What brought you out here? My mom had moved out here. And, oh, uh, yeah? Oh. Big old mama's boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, my mom lived out on 82nd and International. It used to wow. be, mm-hmm. it was questionable, but it was still all right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, a lot of Oakland is questionable. I yeah. know. So in the 80s, I was in New York, and there was a lot of crazy stuff going on. Tuana Brawley, Bernard Getz. I don't know how it was on the West Coast. Was there a lot of crazy stuff going Crack. on? Well, yeah, the crack had just hit, and well, not just, but it had taken hold by now. Right. And you looking at people who were looking to change their economic fortunes through other people's misery. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they were willing to go to extremes to keep it going. And uh, you know, it's a lot of these brothers, man. They were just shooting in the mirror. You know, it was uh-huh. like they weren't shooting up with other black men or right. poisoning other black people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I, um, as I told you earlier, I sold my fair share of weed. You know, but it's yeah, like, right. yeah. But so. well, hey, that 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 ain't crack. I mean, that ain't heroin. You right. know, that, you know, people aren't twerking. You know, if, if more people got high, twerking, all right, twerking. More, if more people got high on weed than let's say you know, crack or whatever, I think things would be a lot better than it is than it is right now. And the stuff they got now is killing people, and people right. still take them, and, and they're like, still right. How do you get curious about something that is killing people? 
Right. Man, I'm so, sorry. No, 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 it's all good. How do you get curious about this? Why do you get right. curious? Right. I'm going to go the other direction, yeah. Oh, I've always felt about people who do drugs, who abuse drugs, I mm-hmm. should say. I think they're running away from things, you know, whatever's yeah. happening in their, their past yeah, or whatever, yeah. psychological thing. Um, when did you first, when did the theater bug bite you? August 2014. I was walking down the street and uh, a dude asked me that I want to, uh, Pierre, he had just started acting too. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, man, you want to, because um, me and Pierre used to work together at the Warner Company. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, East Bay Mud. We mm-hmm. used to work together. Yeah, man, I was over the cash counter and stuff, and people come up, cuss me out because they water off. And, right. <laughs> so I was acting then because, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. So I guess I've been acting a long time. I'm acting like I actually care about your water being off. <laughs> but he asked me that I want to audition to be a stand in, and I've been with him ever since. Huh. Yep. Ayo, Ayo's amazing. I mean, she. Pierre, uh, last name? Scott. Pierre Scott, okay, and he was with Lower Bottom. He's with the Lower. He just uh, did uh, Bottom in uh, Joe Turner's Come and Gone. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. Which just closed. Which uh, just closed. closed. Yeah, yeah, he was actually Bottom, and then he was West in Jitney. Oh, uh, he was Caesar in uh, Jim of the Ocean. Ocean. <laughs> yeah. So I got the chance. I, I got a chance funny. to be Solly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> I feel like a superhero doing. Sorry, man, that was good. Yeah, I, I got to do that online. I'm like, nobody's gonna cast me. Is this supposed to be a big man? This is supposed to be a serious. I think he's bigger in attitude. I think the thing about he's bigger in attitude than Sally is. The, he is the superhero. Yeah, he's fun. Yeah. So, Lauren Bottom players. That's the that was your first theater experience. First theater experience. Mm-hmm. Right. I worked with a pan uh, improv, and I was at a crossroad. Oh, with pan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Dave. I, I don't know the folks. I oh. just know the company. Yeah, and they they move you up really quick. They get you gigs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of like fortunate because at the time I was doing, I was the only big black guy. I used to have dreads all the way down. Oh, wow. Okay. I saw some pictures of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was like I was the only brother on, in the improv circuit and stuff. So I was getting, you know, offers and stuff with the office where in Chicago. Or Amsterdam. Right. I'm saying, well, I got to try something else. I'm not right. going to Amsterdam. And I sure ain't going to Chicago. <laughs> not right now. Yeah. Mm. No, that is awesome. And, you know, um, just to give you praise, I mean, you have a great presence on stage. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you're very, very relaxed. A lot of folks, a lot of the mistakes that I see people do when they come on stage for the first time, it's as if they they have to be a, a different character or someone different than themselves. Well, I'm acting right. now. It's something that Stanislavski tried to break apart, you know, right. to be as realistic as possible. Of course, be yourself and, of course, incorporate the character within right. yeah. your own personality so that it becomes natural. And you don't have a problem with that at all. Well, August Wilson gave you such, such great characters. Uh, by the time you you do a you you by the time you do a August Wilson character, you know this character. This character's part of you now. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And I, I was t- I was uh, Turnbow in Jitney, so mm-hmm. <laughs> who's a very nosy. Can't take his man, so mm-hmm. <laughs> hell, that's me. Yeah, uh, I worked <laughs> with a uh, uh, Berkeley black rep, and uh, uh-huh. we did Cabin in the Sky, and I was the preacher and also Domino. Uh-huh. So a lot of the times where they kind of put me in roles where they say, yeah, you a butthead, you fit perfect in this. Uh-huh. <laughs> that works. Yeah, no, 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 that, that is perfect. And uh, But also, you have a lot of discipline. I mean, you know, you get off book, you come to rehearsal on time or early, 
uh, you know, you just have that that work ethic that a lot of folks who have not had training don't necessarily do. I know. I wish I'd had you in compared to what? That would have been fun. I, I, I wanted to. Uh, I think I was in that one in uh, Marin. Mm-hmm. I hope that dude ain't listening, but that was the weirdest stuff I ever been into, man. It was like four-act play. Mm-hmm. But each segment was in, you know, with a different group of actors. Uh-huh. Huh. And he wouldn't let us watch the other people do it. And mm. then the fourth act mm-hmm. didn't show up until like opening night. What was the last what was the name of the play? Oh, I can't remember. Joseph it. James. The story of Joseph James. Oh, don't no, know never it. heard of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Marin Marin Shakes? It was uh, no, he was uh, about uh we did it over in Marin. Right. A nice Nice deal. I got a chance to try it across some great boards, but mm, mm-hmm. this was over there. And uh, Joseph James was uh, the black guy who organized the ship workers from uh, Marin Ship. Oh, back in the forty, even got a young Thurgood Marshall. I played Thurgood Marshall somewhere. Yeah, I didn't see that. Uh, he had Thurgood Marshall to come and do a uh, do mm-hmm. a stand, but mm-hmm. damn. I mean, he kept. Act one in one part, act mm-hmm. two over here, and act three. He never let us interact with each other. Oh, so, yeah. Man, yeah. Up to something. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. So what, I mean, because I, I, what is the thing that, because you could have just done that one piece, you know, like your friend um, uh, who, you know, you could have did the low and bottom plays just once, and it's like, okay, that's it. But you really, I mean, this is this is becoming your thing. It is. Um, is why? What, what does it mean to you? Well, I think back to like, say, some of my favorite, some of my favorite actors from the way back in the day, they had to go through so much mm-hmm. to yeah. get here. Uh, like you take uh, somebody like Rex Ingram, he was actually a doctor. He first role in a movie was a savage in a Tarzan movie. Say somebody, mm-hmm. he was standing on the corner, mm-hmm. and somebody told him you'd make a great native, and he was. That's how he got into movies. And Rex Ingram is the one who was in Cabin in the Sky as a uh, oh. Satan Junior, Lucifer. He was also in Anna Lucaster as uh, Eartha Kitt's father. Mm. Fabulous actor. Uh, somebody like Canada Lee who never got his chance. Right. You know, right? Yeah. Uh, other actors who had to go, you know, the ones who did have to scratch their head and they're they behind at the same yeah. time. Well, I mean, I think about Samuel L. Jackson. You know, Samuel L. Jackson didn't start until uh, he was in his 40s, I think, mm. uh, when Spike Lee discovered him. Yeah, uh, he was like uh, the stand-in for Bill Cosby or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wow. And uh, Morgan Freeman, he had to do a children's television workshop. He it was, was in uh, a speed, Sesame Street. Yeah, I think it was the Electric Company. Electric, Electric Company. Company. Yeah, yeah. 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 Easy E. Easy yeah, Reader. Easy Reader. Easy Reader. <laughs> <laughs> we remember that. But you're right, because, you know, you it's not like you're going to be discovered immediately. You know, a lot of folks have to go through the regional stuff or, you know, have a day job. And I'm fine with that. And, I'm, it's you know, I've never had an acting lesson, so I take rehearsal pretty serious until, you know, like mm-hmm. last hour or something. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I usually take rehearsal pretty serious. I think, you know, well, when I get to a certain point where I can, you know, just keep going over and over and I got it. Yeah. But again, with like, say, some of these black actors back then, they, they they couldn't do the things that we get a chance to do now. So I have right. to approach it with respect, mm-hmm. with, with reverence and with thankfulness, you know, mm-hmm. because like I'm sitting here and I know people who went through hell and high water who couldn't get to where I am. So I have to, you know, show my respect for them also. Right. Yeah. You know, this, yeah. Here, this here performance mm-hmm. is for you. I give it my all. Mm. Each and every word. I mean, I 
gives my all. So yeah, and I can see that you're a mentor to a lot of the younger folks at Low and Bottom. <laughs> they'll yeah. look at you and they'll be like, "Oh, damn, he's off book. I got, yeah, you know, I got to step it up." <laughs> yeah, I'm Uncle Rich. <laughs> they, they some cool dudes. I mean, they so diverse. They so talented. And when you're working with geniuses, sometimes it's kind of difficult. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know, so you know, genius, you know, is one step away from insanity when you really right. look at it, man. Yeah. So quite a few of them cats are geniuses in their own rights. And I, you know, I, my brother was a genius. I got other friends that are geniuses. I worked. For, I had a couple of bosses that were geniuses. So I know how to kind of like navigate around. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's sometimes about- they don't know that. Everybody's not as smart as them. Right. <laughs> right. But Norman, I was going to ask you a question because mm-hmm. you're a veteran actor. Does it annoy you or do you look at it with pride if, let's say, a younger folks, let's say, I don't know, asked you a bunch of questions or whatever? I mean, you may want to, like, hey, I just want to focus on. Uh, I don't feel like they ask questions. And, you know, sometimes they do. And it's funny because it's usually easy. To mm-hmm. say, oh, this or that, especially if you know who you're talking to, because that's that's been my biggest lesson is, like you said, I think I'm smart as hell. But when I'm talking to somebody and they're not getting it, I used to get so frustrated. And now I recognize, oh, what am I saying? What are they hearing? What will they hear? And mm-hmm. just and so I try to answer from that place. Yeah. But what happened like last summer, I did uh, Much Ado About Nothing. Oh, and I love I love my Shakespeare. I love it. And I, but I got to dig in, so I got to make sense of it. And I mean, I had a director once compliment me. I was understudying a part, and she complimented me after I got to go on. She says, "I heard lines I've never." She kept telling me how good it was, and I was like, oh, "Okay, thanks, thanks." She's like, "No, no, no, seriously, I need you to hear this." Uh, she said, "I heard lines I'd never heard," and I said, "Well, yeah, I mean, I, I did my work." She said, "No, I directed this. I saw it in rehearsal." <laughs> It's like you're making up lines or something. <laughs> no, no, uh, no. It's just um, what people correctly. do. You know, when people want to sit back mm-hmm. and go, "Oh, well, the playwright said this. I don't really know what it means, so I'm just going to say the words." Right. And what happens is that's what happens to the audience. The words just go over their head. But no, I found a place for meaning mm-hmm. in it for my character. Yeah. And that's what the audience gets. And that's what she was responding to. Yep. So I was doing that last summer, and people were looking. I was also probably. I was one of the last people to get off book because I was doing another project. Mm -hmm. And I told the director when she hired me, I said, I got this other project. It should all time out fine. But Mm -hmm. when she sent a calendar out and it said off book on this date, I went back to it. I said, remember, I got this other conflict, so I'm I'm probably not going to be off book. But as I was going through my process, I would talk to them about it. And then they would come back and talk to me. That's when I felt like, it wasn't so much them asking questions as them watching me mm-hmm. go from the place where I didn't quite know what I was doing yeah. to where I'm suddenly the most solid thing in the scene. Right. Exactly. And they're like, oh. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, you saw my process. You saw mm-hmm. how I got here. And I was open about talking about it. Right. And the process is important and preparation is important. And one compliment that I'll give to you. There's one scene in Radio Golf where uh, it's basically the check. So if people don't know... Um, old Joe is given a check. Basically, he has a uh, house, which is in the middle of a development that uh, developers want to tear down to build. I, I think it's a, a new a development. New, a new development. Exactly. Whole Foods and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. And so Harmon has a problem because he has to. He he can't evict you, or he can't just you know tear down your place because technically he didn't. 
he doesn't really own. He doesn't own it, right. own the place. So his solution is, I'm going to give you a check for, I don't know, I think it's $10,000, $100,000, whatever it is. And he thinks in his mind, well, this man, this poor black man, he's never seen this much money before in his entire right. life. Of course right. he'll take it. And gives it to you. And of course, there's a scene where you're like, nope, I don't, I don't know who that is. And, you know, I, I forget about it. And But you, you played, I mean, you played that role so well, especially that particular scene. And it's not like, because usually a director will say, hey, listen, let's break down. Let's talk about what the scene is about. Mm. Talk about the beats and what August Wilson is trying to do here. I didn't do any of that at all. But you had it all figured out. I could tell that you had it figured out, Reg, because although, and I was like, is he going to get this beat? Is he going to get the beat that, you know, he's going to just, you know, give this check back or whatever? But of course you did. And you were like, hey, the money doesn't mean anything. The house it means more than anything it's else. important. Mm-hmm. And the guy who played Harmon, um, Stan. Stanley, you know, he, of course, it it builds his, you know, his, his motivation because yeah. his objective is, hey, this is the solution. This is the solution. Yes. And it's like, this is the solution, this solution. And it's one of those things where if you're in acting school or whatever, you have an objective. You're going to get an emotional response whether you achieve the objective mm-hmm. or you don't achieve the objective. Sometimes mm-hmm. when you don't achieve the objective, you get an even bigger response, especially yeah. if it means so much to you. Mm-hmm. It has to mean something to you. So I remember talking with uh, with Stanley. Uh, this is uh, like in the middle of breaks or whatever. And it was Stanley and Koran who played Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, how are we doing? How are we doing? I'm like, you guys are doing fine. But you know that beat, when he gives you that check, it means a lot to you. you got to have him say yes. If he doesn't say yes, that's where, you know, mm-hmm. not to say you have to get emotional, but it mean, the more it means to you, the more the scene will cook. Mm-hmm. So and, and you understood stands, it. Stand, stands uh, a sponge when you give him direct, uh, give him uh, mm-hmm. instruction and stuff. Yeah, he's been on stage since he was like nine. Yeah, uh, uh, we okay. uh, we actually won theater Bay Area Best Ensemble or being Stan. Uh-huh. Is that right? Yeah, we did a play I O wrote called Tiki Tiki Boom. I was uh-huh. I was God as a homeless man. Oh. It was like. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, we got it. We we played. He was my last disciple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we put it in. But you but you understood that scene. You you understood you know those moments and what that check meant and all the ramifications around it. I remember those lines. Oh, it's got my name on it, but it ain't mine. <laughs> Here, you take it. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 and you handled it, and it wasn't like you were putting any juice on it. That entire scene, especially when you walk, <laughs> and, you, and he, as more frustrated he gets, you were just as cool as a cucumber, just walking up to him. It's like, so there you go. <laughs> and I, I watched. Uh, you know how they have like the clips of uh, like different August, different companies sure. doing August Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they are intent on. Making it egregious. It's like, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, turning up the, uh, I don't know, chitlin circuit thing. Yeah, bigger than like, what it needs to be. That's not what this is, you right. know. Yeah. Very much not, yeah. This is what this is, because this man, like uh, one dude, they was, I watched one theater group, they were doing Joe Turner's Come and Go, man. Mm-hmm. It's like, they had the one guy walking across the stage, you know. Basically trying to be Fred Sanford, I guess. You know, oh was, no! It, and it wasn't good. They, uh, you know, like the guy Jeremy in uh, Joe Turner's Coming Gone. He's really 
you know, he's just a really good guy. He's not a buffoon, and they do right. play him as a a real butthead. You know, it's right. like, oh, what a shame! What a shame! You take some of that beautiful work like that mm-hmm. yeah, and turn it into, like yeah. you say, the chitlin circuit. It's it's not mm-hmm. worth it for me. I'm not gonna do myself like that. I'm not gonna disrespect the audience, especially the audience. Dis- that's the thing. That's yeah. the thing. And also, I mean, the playwright, he didn't. They didn't right. want it like that. I'm not gonna disrespect right. my director. I'm not gonna disrespect me by. Mm-hmm. By being all egregious. <laughs> right. I mean, listen, you know, folks, there's a Chitlin Circuit, you know, thing, you know, a lot of church do or whatever, but there is, I mean, August Wilson, he's really, I mean, the entire, um, I forget what the, you know, the 10 page, you know, the 10 play saga that he's doing. Yeah, the century. Yeah, yeah the century. century. He's mm-hmm. telling a lesson. He's yes, giving us. very much. Um, decade you know, by decade, the black experience up north. Yeah. In America. Yeah, only one play takes play in uh, Chicago, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, mm-hmm. and even that is an empowering story—a black woman in charge. Yeah, yeah. in the thirties, mm-hmm. how many of them was that? Yeah, yeah, and uh, so yeah, you have playwrights like him, and also Lorraine Hansberry, who's trying to tell a story of the black experience, mm-hmm. even after we get to the north and we get away from the deep south. <clears throat> what the struggle is? Mm-hmm. You and I were talking off mic about how few black people today want to watch Joe Turner, you know, I mean, or, you know, uh, the August Wilson plays like, you know, radio golf. I mean, we had a pretty good crowd, but it wasn't great. Um, and there were a lot of white people who were coming and it's tough. I don't understand why, you know, um, to get black people to watch black, um, plays. I can say, well, mama, your arms too short to box with God at the beauty shop. And, you know, they'd be there if it was, you yeah. know, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a shame. It's a, it's a shame. shame. Like uh, when uh, when you guys did um, compare to what? I mean, mm-hmm. was there a big audience there? We had good audience, but no, it was it was. I mean, it's a white community, so yeah. it was mostly white. Yeah, but that was what I expected. I mean, playwright was white. So. Well, well, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's you know because um, we're about to do the Baldwin Project. I mean, are you worried that is the, do we have an issue with black people wanting to see plays? I mean, well, I think that's an issue, period, in the country, always has been. I mean, yeah. when you look at the moments when black theater has tried to rise in America, it doesn't last very long, and then those companies go away, Yeah, because it's just, it has not been part of our culture, not in the same way for those other theater-going audiences, for traditional theater-going audiences. Plus, I, what did I do? We did uh, Buffalo, this was 2011. Gina Baroga. Gina yeah. Baroga's play down yeah. in, about Buffalo Soldiers, down in San Jose, mm-hmm. and San Jose was mad, San Jose stage was mad, because they weren't getting audience, particularly black audience or Filipino audience. Hmm. And it's like, well, you got this little spot on the corner. Every time somebody drives by here, what do they see on your marquee? Yeah. White people, white people, white people, white people, right. white people. After a while, you stop looking at the marquee <laughs> because you just know it's white people. So it don't matter. And they had they had this big leg girl on there a couple of years ago. You know, big, prominent up on the marquee because mm-hmm. that was going to be one of the shows they were going to do. <clears throat> yeah. And and I was like, it, did y'all reach out to the community at all? Because, yeah. like I said, people ain't even going to see that marquee. Yeah. Why in the world would they yell at you? I mean, you know, you're not handling marketing. They're, they're the ones. They who's... didn't yell, but they but just I mean, were just... very, they felt, con- they were like, this did not encourage them to want to do more because they said, well, the community didn't come out. And it's like, well, you didn't go tell the community that you were finally doing something the community might care about. Right. And I felt similarly about compared to what mm-hmm. I was like you and you're in Richmond. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're in Point Richmond, so you're really in the white part of Richmond. But you're in Richmond. 
You just got to go down the street and say, hey, we got a show for you. Pass some flyers and around. And people are going to come. And they yeah. did not. They, 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 the community kept themselves separate. Hmm. So somehow they thought that magically the word was going to get out and yeah. people were going to come. And I, I, by the time we got the show up, I was so close to fighting with them that I was just like, I, oh, I, <laughs> yeah. I did interviews. I went on a couple of radio shows to talk about uh, the show. Mm-hmm. They didn't do anything to support that. They didn't do anything to use it. They just... They didn't market it. They, they did their regular marketing. Yeah. <clears throat> Which means their regular audience went, oh, they're yeah. doing a black show. <clears throat> In fact, no, they didn't even know that because all they did was the Pullman Porter hat. Because they had a Pullman Porter hat. And if you don't have the context, you know, no one's going to know. Nobody knew what that was. It was a hat. It was a Pullman <laughs> hat. That's just that's just laziness. That's just straight up laziness. So it's just all. It's a whole it may be bunch insidious. of things. It may be intentional. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I hope not. Yeah. But so, with the August Wilson stuff, um, I think August Wilson's intention mm-hmm. was to go into mainstream theaters, but demand that they reach out to the community and and make sure the community was invited in, and you know, and he was clear about that. You need to do this work. Mm-hmm. Because he purposely was not doing anything Chitlin Circuit. He was not interested in that. Exactly. He was like, no, we need our story told in a way that it stands with, <clears throat> against any other story. Yep, that's exactly right. I wanted yeah. to get into um, the business because you appear to market yourself very well. I mean, you're doing all sorts of you know other things, like you've done commercials and things like that. Mm. How do you get your name out? I mean, do you just do auditions or do you do other things? I, I, don't, I don't audition much. Uh, I did audition one for uh, this new little theater coming up in San Leandro, Put Your Play On. Uh, mm. It's a couple of sisters, uh, Miss Salima Jones mm-hmm. uh, is one of them, and uh, I've auditioned for that, but... Mm. I usually get my stuff by word of mouth. Uh, mm-hmm. I know I need to get a a, a, a a agent. If I get an agent, that means I'm dedicated to this completely. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm a free spirit. I'm flighty, but I'm grounded in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Mm-hmm. But I, when I feel like going somewhere, I want to be able to go. I, I love my freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I go to different places. I mean, I'm coming again. I'm going to be there at on location, you know, on time. I'm going to yep. give you everything I got yeah. today and then some. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, uh, one of the beautiful things about being in this business that means you meet some amazing people. Yeah. You meet some of the most intelligent people, mm-hmm. most talented people. And so you're automatically going to be, you know, kind of, you know, you're around like people. I mean, so you, everything's going to be cool and I get a lot of work just by word of mouth. Uh, it's like I—I uh, I noticed you said you like Shakespeare. I did. I worked with Shakespeare, California Shakespeare, on the final show, which was Lear by Marcus Gardner. Right. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and uh, it was uh, Eric Ting and Miss uh, Don Monique Williams were the director. Don mm-hmm. Monique Williams, Small yeah, yeah, yeah. World. She's the mm-hmm. director of me twice. Mm-hmm. A marvelous lady. Uh, yeah. Uh, she cool. Man. She she can. I watched that woman just man directing it. it was like, oh, there, right there. You know, it was like, she was, mm-hmm. like how do you do that? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. But, yeah. She's uh, wonderful. Yeah, she's, she's very impressive. Was lady. that the one with the female Lear? Was there a female Lear? No, no, no. no that was not the female It was, okay. uh, man, this dude named uh, uh, J Tub, James A. Williams. He's a, He does oh. a lot of uh, uh, August Wilson also. Okay. But cool. he was Lear, man. It was like, 
watching them work was like a master class in acting. Mm. I was like, but how do you do that? And it's like, mm. So I was in my script complete. I played mm. Gloucester. So, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Gloucester, a big old wimp. But it was, it was fine. <laughs> he's, a, he's a great role, though. He's a it's fun a, role. It was a good role. Yeah. It was a good role. And uh, it was uh, Marcus Gardley. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was something else. It was, and then, like I said, it was just, you meet so many people. Mm-hmm. Marvelous people. Every now and then you run across that diva. But if that's what it takes for you to get your performance perfect, yeah. Go yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah. You know, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> now, where do you see yourself in the future? Do you want to, let's say, if someone called you and say, hey, we want you in New York or something like that. Now, you, I think you're in your second year of marriage, right? Didn't you yep, just, second yeah. year of marriage. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> and my wife is, she works right there. She tried to get us to buy an apartment in downtown Oakland right now. Hey. I'm not trying the to market, <laughs> The market is not good right now. Living in downtown Oakland ain't going to be good for me. I'll, oh. I'm going to spend a million dollars. I want a, a yard that I got to get yeah. mad. It's so big I got to <laughs> cut it. And, yep. You know, room for old Douglas SBCA. Get me a mud. I want a dog. You know, mm-hmm. I want, mm-hmm. want to complain about house repairs. You know, something like right, stuff right, like yeah. that. I want a house. I'm not. Yeah. For, you know, because those things are extremely expensive. Yeah. yeah. So I guess if you if you get a call if it were New York or L.A., maybe, probably not. Or what do you think? I hate L.A. <laughs> yeah, well, L.A.'s hard. I hate L.A. New York, I may have to consider it. Uh, she would probably just have to take a sabbatical from her job for mm-hmm. a minute or something like that. But if I really, what I would really like to do is to write the plays that give people hey, these hey, parts hey. that they... Yes. Do you write? I write. All right. Nice. Have yeah. you had anything uh, produced? Mm-hmm. I did this play that I wrote. It's about, uh, it's called an ideal play where... Uh, mm-hmm. Runaway slave meets a modern day black man, and uh-huh. this uh, it begins with a runaway slave being pursued by the padded rollers. Sure, from the left side, the modern day black man being pursued by the police, and they meet, and everything around them, time just stops, uh-huh. and they have a conversation, hey. and the runaway slave decides that, you know, everything I was fighting for, you just give away, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I. Uh, Placed that one for me. I also have another one. Um, it's called The King's Grade. It's about um, two families from down south, one white, one black. They matriculate from the same place and they wind up in Oakland and the families clash again. Oh, uh huh. Mm. Yeah. Wow, so, nice. And so I've got it going. I also have uh, something where uh, a young modern day black, it's just like the first one ideal play, the young modern day black woman meets a Rosa Parks type figure mm-hmm. at the bus stop. Right. And uh. the Rosa Parks type figure winds up calling uh, Madam C.J. Walker, Zora Neale oh, nice. Hurston, yeah. uh, Margaret Garner, who was a uh, beloved. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and uh, just to show the sisters, you know, hey, we all uh, have them walking off stage, man, you know, through the front of the audience, man. It's, mm-hmm. it's good. So I really want to do the writing. Mm-hmm. And I continually to work on stuff. Uh, I started a new one. I'm going to call it Dance of the Christians. And uh, mm-hmm. 
Oh, it's all right. I'm still a Christian. I may be a bad boy. Oh, uh, so <laughs> hey, we're all. <laughs> <clears throat> None of us are saints, but yeah. Correct. <laughs> but I was going to say, now, do you, hey, there you go. But do you, and of course, lower and bottom, but do you distribute your plays to other theater companies to see if they'll pick it up? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. I figure I want to ride with home, the, man, yeah. enjoy, enjoy well, sure. home. Yeah, I want to ride with the people who got me started. Right. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Cause I, you know, know, if I get, you know, Success. I mean, that's all of our success. I that's mean, right. I mean, you with me too now. You know, you can't get rid of me. <laughs> that's right. Because, man, I have to admit, like I told you earlier, man, I never saw that level of professionalism. Mm-hmm. This man was the stage manager. Right. And then run upstairs and work the lights, come down stage, man, run back up, work. I'm like, well, man, goddamn. I mean, uh-huh. goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't yeah. do that. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I enjoyed working with Low and Bottom, man. And uh, what they did, you leave rehearsal, and by the time you get home, I live 20 minutes away. He already got your, sta- your rehearsal notes in your email. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, he's on. So it. how could you not right. put forth more effort? You see, this person put away your. Mm. More effort than I've ever saw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, Lauren, Lauren Bada, you know, they, you know, between acting and, you know, the, the crew that Ayo wants to develop, she mm-hmm. really wants to make this as professional a company as absolutely possible to mm-hmm. get, you know, the younger actors, you know, this is what professionalism is all about. You know, this is not the Chitlin Circuit thing. This is this is real. Oh man, you better not roll your eyes and bug it, man. I don't might jump you. <laughs> <laughs> you better not roll your. You better mm-hmm. not get egregious on stage with her, man. She might hit you. Man. Yeah, no, no, no. It's awesome. All righty. Um, let's uh, uh, birthdays. birthdays. Yeah, Monolito Wilson's birthday is today. I do not know this man. But I'm about to do a film project with him. Okay. Happy birthday, Morelito. <laughs> um, Stephen Anthony Jones, his birthday is today. I've heard that name before. Heard that name. Um, Stephen was with the, um, he was with ACT. He'd been in Bay Area Theater and then he was in L.A. for a while. Um, and then came back up here, um, was with the company with ACT, and then took over the Lorraine Hansberry Theater as the interim artistic director um, right after Stanley and Quentin died. Uh, Miss Hall is over to Lorraine now. now. Yeah, yeah. Margo, Margo. But uh, yeah. but Stephen and Stephen took it over, just trying to help them get to that next level. And then they had a couple other folks. Margo's actually got it going, so it's good. Oh, well, she's uh, Kate, a little dynamo. but she's a bad woman. She she does it all. She does amazing. it all. Uh, Kate Kilbane um, is a musician with the Kilbanes, but they and they write these pieces that are very theatrical. So they actually did the music for. Um, Oh, for uh, As You Like It. Um, it is a small world because they do a lot. They do the, wrote some music for uh, some stuff by Play Cafe. I work with Play Cafe. Oh, you work so. with Play Cafe? Oh, yeah, with Jamie? Yeah, of course. I yeah, I'm not going to have Jamie Greenblatt. Jimmy Greenblatt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> love me some Jamie. Great small world. Next month. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mari Zeff is one of the playwrights in the Playground Pool. Uh, Ron Mesa, I actually went to CalArts for one year. Ron Mesa was going there, and it taught me a lot. I learned a lot, and I love my classes, but I learned a lot about people. Ron was somebody who was more in the, um, oh, God, what's the guy's name? Um, Nathan Lane, musical theater kind of guy. And they kept trying to make him do Shakespeare. And he did fine with Shakespeare. He's good. But they wouldn't. They didn't see. This is where his strength is. Let the man do what he was doing. So it, that was a huge lesson. I'm going to skip this one because I bet you've got it. But I'm taking Aquanetta because that's my girl. Yeah. Aquanetta Summer's birthday is coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, Gareth Tidball is 
a New York actor, young person, and she was out here visiting family, and it turns out that Mara's, one of Mara's best friends, the guy that she's with, this young woman was out here from New York, and so we started talking, and then we actually, you know, linked up, and so I've been kind of watching, because, you know, somebody pretty fresh out of school, I'm like, I want to see where you're going. Uh, Laura Nichols, I didn't know that there was such a thing as a, you know, somebody, you go around saying African-American, African-American, somebody said, I'm not African-American. She's not either. She's Caribbean Canadian. Mm-hmm. I went, oh, blew my mind. But actor, um, he used to be here, and she went back to Canada. I mean, Charlize Theron is African American. Yeah, this is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So. Um, another playwright um, in playground is Atea Trinidad. Speaking of young people, writes this very different sort of stuff, but we've been loving it. Um, Kai Balbuena, somebody I met when I was doing Word for Word. And ended up hiring them to do um, a series of adaptations from The Wind in the Willows. So hmm. I, I keep wanting that project to come back. And well, I would love to have Kai do it. I do. I, I was trying to make a living. <laughs> uh, Bob Walker's another actor from high school. And we just reconnected in recent years. This man has come out and seen me in three plays. Has not stopped to say hello once. Hmm. I yet. get home and there's a little message saying, we really loved your play. And I'm like, would you stay and say hi, man? Damn. <laughs> Rebecca Ennels um, is, was the artistic director of the um, San Francisco Shakespeare Festival, mm-hmm. and now she's a freelance director, and we actually just bumped into each other recently. Yeah, we had her on. Well, she was um, also in the part of the playground, um, not the Hitchcock, it must have been the, uh, the, November, okay. uh, no, the November Monday Night Playground, uh, I think she was directing one. Eric Hayashi was the, it's, I know all these old... Artistic directors. He was the artistic director of the Asian American Theater Company. That one taught me so much about how a small company can, what a small company can achieve. Mm -hmm. They had this space that was formerly a movie theater. They had a performance space on one level. They opened a second performance space. Tried to open a third performance space up in the up in the attic, and the fire marshal said, "Oh no, 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 no!" But they had the audience for it. It was going really well. And uh, oh no, the last one I had was Eric Hayashi. So okay. Those are mine. So, um, for mine, you took Aquanetta Summers. Also, <clears throat> December the 26th is Daisy Nesky, who, um, <clears throat> the former wife of Craig Dickerson, also oh, a right. costumer. And a costumer. That's yeah. right, a costumer. She's doing a lot of work, especially for some of the big houses like ACT and yeah. um, The Strand and uh, some of the other ones. So, happy birthday to her. Anita Veramontes, uh, she is a singer. She recently just performed with Lamont Rigel at the CCCT, mm. Home for the Hollies, I think that was called. Her sister is, uh, oh shucks, I forget her sister's name, Sheila, Sheila Vermontes, and I've acted with Sheila when we did Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown, so mm. she, uh, Anita, happy birthday to you. Uh, Rebecca Ennels, you took that. Also, Amanda Clemens, I was on stage with her, we did 110 in the Shade, uh, her birthday is December the 28th. Um, Demarcus Williams, his birthday is December the 29th. Uh, I always talk about my, I went to school at um, Duke Ellington School of the Arts, and he was like one of the premier dancers Mm. uh, at uh, Duke Ellington. So just want to give a shout out to him. Uh, Let's see. And Christmas boy. (laughs) Yeah, he is a Christmas boy. Yeah. And I have one for Sunday, December 29th. No, I'm saying there is. Okay, go ahead. Oh, oh. 
Did I miss one for Christmas? Uh, Damien Brown. Uh, you know what? I'm looking right at it. Yes, Damien Brown. <laughs> well, y'all can be about a lot of presents. Yeah. <laughs> this is a present. This is exactly. We're going to tell the world. Thing. Give him some love. <laughs> I have never met him or acted with him, but I'm sure And I'm not have. sure he's here anymore because he was down in San Diego at one point doing a project. And so I don't know where he is. But um, he uh, got introduced to Shakespeare at San Quentin as an inmate and then he got out and just started blowing up and I got to see him in what was it uh, The Seagull Anton Chekhov Mm -hmm. and it was so funny because I talked to him afterwards he said this is the first time I've done anything like this I I don't understand it I was like man you were so grounded and real and clear and Mm -hmm. articulate and that's you can't ask for more than that that's awesome. And that is so, really, yeah, really no, cool. his career is just taken off. And yeah. he still puts in time mm-hmm. going and talking about what it means to try to get your life back and what it means to be locked up, you know, to, to remind people that humanity doesn't go away. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I would love to have him on. Of course, we don't know if he's here. So <laughs> I, I will reach out and see. Yeah. Uh, before we go on, uh, we want to give a thanks to Charles Blades Barbershop. As a matter of fact, I just came from Charles Blades. Hey, hi! <laughs> Got me a cut. Uh, his barbershop is located at 182nd Street in downtown Oakland. It's very cool, a relaxing place where you can get your hair cut. They'll even serve you a complimentary drink. They also sell hair products, pomades, shampoos, and conditioners. Hop online, give their products a try, and support minority businesses like my man Charles Blades, who is sponsoring the Yay. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a website, cbb.hair. CBB, Charles Blades Barbershop, dot hair. Mm-hmm. So check that out. We had um, Luchin Baker on, and... Your man, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Lucian talked about you know uh, getting his hair cut by Charles Blades. So Lucian's amazing dude, man. You don't meet guys that that cool. Like, yeah, Lucian's no, amazing Lu- cat. Lucian is, Lu- Lu- is fantastic. Uh, shows. Um, I don't have any shows. Um, well, there's still but, well, the, the Hitch, Hitch, Hitchcock is still no Hitchcock is done. Hitchcock is done. Okay, um, and we've already done our San Francisco Monday yeah. night playground, but um, New York's is next Monday. So okay, this, that's you can go what to I was playground dash not sf playground dash ny dot org. And yeah, it gets, it's free, and it'll be because it's East Coast. They're going up at seven o'clock. That means we're going up at four. If you mm-hmm. want to watch it from from the West Coast, <laughs> yeah. So um, the, but the other one, yes. I just wanted to say the um, that I just you know with the war that's going on in Israel mm-hmm. and all that, um, to hear that the church in Bethlehem decided they were not going to do any Christmas celebration this year because wow. they said yeah. we are in mourning for our fellow. Mm-hmm. citizens you know everybody is suffering around yeah. us right now and it's and this isn't going away anytime soon and they like they just felt like it was inappropriate it was, so it, that's a gracious it's a stuff. gracious on support of course you know yeah. not having the celebration but saying hey if people in Palestine are, su- are suffering yeah. and, and Israel too. and Israel you know, it's, it's, <clears throat> then you know business should not just go on yeah. so it's it's a wonderful uh, show of support it was, for it them. was beautiful I, yeah. I just heard that you know I had somebody Asked me about. Uh, they said they were going to a protest about anti. I was like, "Well, I'm not going to protest that. I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. going to a protest." He said, "Well, why?" I say, "Do you really think Hamas is going to listen to anything?" I say, "You think Netanyahu is interested in? It? Do they even know of my existence? Mm-hmm. Me going to a, a protest and getting all worked up, excited, mm-hmm. stuff like that is going to have no bearing. I mean, no mm-hmm. people are dying on both our, sides. Right? Our leaders don't even seem to be listening. But we we tried to go last night, and then Mara got a flat tire. Oh, it's, it's just that I yeah. don't that feel sign. comfortable." 
utilizing a lot of energy for a pointless. Uh, it's right. nothing that I can right. say. What are you trying to accomplish? Yeah, I, I'm not accomplishing anything. They're not going to stop fighting and stuff because I want them to. On the other hand. I'm worried about East Oakland. What can I do for my life? That's yeah. something tangible that I can right. reach out and touch. Yeah. I can get upset about that because that's something that I could work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I something hear Something I could change. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They yeah. don't care what I think about over there. I mean, yeah. they've been fighting for Forever. millennia. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not going to stop tomorrow. Yeah. No, yeah. it isn't. No, I totally hear you. Um, here's some shows that we want to promote. Um, A Christmas Carol uh, There are a couple of shows that are closing uh, You know, really, uh, tomorrow Uh, Christmas Carol That'll be, uh, the last show is tomorrow ACT? ACT, yeah Mm -hmm. Adam Kuvenieman is in that Oh, yeah And uh, I have a feeling that there are other people Who are involved in that Oh, Oh, I'm sure there are Uh, James Carpenter um, I I've talked to a few people, but you know, then I get it mixed up with the other one yeah. in Walnut Creek. Right, because Mara Sotelo is, I believe, in she's in one of the Christmas carols. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one it is, but in any case, and uh, Terrence, check, Terrence is in Terrence Smith. Is that's in, right, is in the one in Walnut Creek. He's got this gorgeous picture of him as Father Christmas. Yeah, black man all done up in fa- as Father Christmas. <laughs> Just looks, it looks so good. Yeah, that's fantastic. So we have the links. So click on that and uh, the Laramie Project that will be in uh, January. Mm. Uh, uh, January nineteenth through the twenty first. I'm just you know pushing it yeah. uh, right now. So uh, oh, that'll be off. Stagebridge, mm-hmm. uh, which is a company that focuses on um, older people uh, mm-hmm. getting involved in theater. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Eli Sunny Orkiz is directing that. So check mm-hmm. that out. That'll be the second week of Jan- January nineteenth through the twenty first. Only three mm-hmm. days. So check that out. Um, Cutting Ball Theater is doing mixed metaphors. Uh, that will be February the second through the eighteenth, and we'll be um, promoting that as uh, mm-hmm. the new year goes on and Radhika Rao is in that show Yay. it's sort of interactive theater where mm-hmm. the action stops on stage and the actors get to interact with the audience to oh. say hey what did you think about that scene and that scene or whatever oh, so right. that'll be uh, interesting we just talked she and I we just talked yeah yeah, yeah. Radhika's fantastic and she's been really promoting the yay so mm-hmm. I want to thank her for that um, Palo Alto Players is doing Misery uh, based on the Stephen King um, um, book and also movie. movie, right, exactly. Kimberly Ridgeway is directing that, so mm. that'll be uh, January 19th through February the 4th. Um, Sleeping Beauty, that's been running uh, now up until January, the, I'm sorry, uh, December the 30th at the Presidio Theater. Echo Yamamoto and Sharon Shaw is in that, so check that out. Echo was just in uh, the Monday Night Playground that you just did. In is fact, that right? came up to me, she's like, Norman! Yeah, I know she was an audience member, but she wasn't on stage, right? I think she was on stage. Oh, hey, yeah. she, she's been in everything. She, I know. It's been and, a tremendous year Somebody said, how does she have time for this? <laughs> <laughs> and raising a, raising a teenage boy. Mm. So that's awesome. I have time for that. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, and there are a couple of podcasts that we want to push. Uh, there's Barry Graves, The Black Man's Heart, so check that out. Mallory Samara, her day job is KCBS Radio, and she has two podcasts that she produces, As Prescribed, and also, it's generational, so check that out. Uh, Central Works has the Central Works Script Club. That's a podcast where you can download and read a play script and then listen to an audio interview with playwright, delivered semi-annually. We have a friend, Aaron Henney, who is the Artistic Director of Theater Divic in L.A. It's a Jewish theater uh, um, company, and they have a podcast called The Divicast. The Divicast brings these creations and the historical context to life, all while revealing their relationships to issues still present today. Yeah, it's kind of noting wow. out, but it's kind of cool that you, the show that they're working on, you get to take that deep dive. Exactly. 
which is a great concept. I mean, if I, I were right of the play, when he described it. I can do a deep dive on yeah. a podcast. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. really, really cool. Deborah Cortez, uh, a good friend of ours, has a podcast called Let's Talk About Grief and Your Loved One. When we had her on the yay, she was very, very poignant in talking about the death of her son, which yes. is still mourning. Yep. And so she has brought on some guests to talk about the, the grieving process. The, the grieving process. Yeah. So that's one to check out um, on all podcast apps. And finally, Bindlestiff Studios has the podcast, the Fobcast, <laughs> exploring <laughs> Philippine American immigrant stories. So check mm-hmm. out the Fobcast oh, wow. on any yeah. podcast app. Mm-hmm. And um, we have jerseys. We have pinstripes, black, white jerseys. It'll be a great Christmas gift. So. Uh, you can just DM me, PM me, DM mm-hmm. me. That's how what the kids say. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll hit you up. It's only $30. And thank you for supporting the yay. Reg, did you enjoy yourself? Man, I enjoyed myself. Every time I come around you, I learn something. New. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I finally you. got to meet Mr. G. Yeah, thank man. you, sir. I, I wish we had worked together, but I got to tell you, you dodged a bullet. Oh, you really wish we had worked on this? <laughs> no, no, because the work that we did, my actors, I'm proud of the work that my actors did. Yeah. But um, but I was embarrassed. I mean, these people wanted to give $100, and I was like, I can't ask somebody to give all that time yeah. for rehearsal and performance for exactly. basically two months yeah. for you're, $100. Yeah, you're, you're, you're paying more money just getting there, gas yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the quality on stage was fantastic, but the production, the, you know, the was, maskers needs work. They need. They have well, work. John, for they the chance to, to work with you, great. I mean, if, if I'd have had the free time, I'd have did it. We will do it someplace else. We will find it. Mm-hmm. And you still got my information. I'll yep. be there for you. Yeah. Yep, yep. And you. And you got to reach out to Io for. Yeah, I know. Well, year. she's on break right now. I did reach out. <laughs> Until about the eighth, she said. <laughs> yeah, something like that. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll I'll catch her in January. She say she on break. Stop the cable, old man. That one will be. It just ain't in her to sit still. No. Yeah. Incredible energy. Hopefully she's just giving family some time. (laughs) All righty. Well, we're on all podcast apps. We're on the Apple Podcast, that purple podcast app on your iPhone and iPad. We're on Spotify. We're on Overcast. We're on SoundCloud. And we're on the Amazon Podcast. You can go on to music.amazon.com. Search for The A and you'll find us. The A was created by theater people for theater people. If you have a show you want to advertise or if you just want to advertise yourself, let us know. Hit us up. I'm at Reg Space Clay. I'm at Who's Your Hoosier. Reg, where can people find you if they're looking for a great, talented actor? Sweet Black at Yahoo.com. That's S-U-I-T-E-B-L-A-C-K at Yahoo.com. Nice. All right. What about social media? Do you do like Instagram or Facebook? Uh, Facebook or I got one Facebook. I've, been, I got, I, I've done like one tweet my entire life. <laughs> I've never been on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Never been on TikTok. You're not missing anything. (laughs) So uh, on Facebook, I'm a Reginald Wilkins. They got a couple of other ones on there, but I'm the one that's not in the pinstripe in jail. So, (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah, without the yeah, the sheriff. It's Black funny, you guys are not dating. I'm still dating. So, you know, people will be like, well, you know, I did a search on you, and did you just come out of jail? I was like, no, no, that's that's another red play. <laughs> oh, wow. Anyway. Hey, hey they might get you some dates. Hey. <laughs> 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 we'll never know. Right, exactly. 
All right, everybody. Happy holidays. Uh, happy, Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Um, it's still Hanukkah, right? No, Hanukkah finished. Hanukkah finished. Okay. No, <laughs> but happy holidays to everyone, and thank you so much for supporting the Yay. We have one more Yay podcast next week. We'll have Mallory. We'll have Gary Graves and Norman. You'll you'll be here too, right? I believe I will be here. Yes. All righty. That's it. Uh, thank you so much. And as Norman and I always say. We gotta find a better sign-off. And we are out. (laughs) Happy holidays, everybody.